0: hey everyone good morning welcome to the teach better today morning show where the teach better team gets to be live every single morning to welcome you into the day ahead we are so excited to be here excited to be a part of your morning routine and of course i'm just excited because chad ostrowski is in the house our grid guru grid yoga like yoda there's so many things we call him but we'll be right back and we're going to get into some great questions Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show. Chad Ostrowski in the house, our CEO, Mr. <laughs> in Charge co-founder. Chad, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, buddy?
0: Good. I love when we get to be live together. It does not happen very often, so I feel oh, like this enough. morning is right. awesome.
1: Like, every time we get to be on camera together, I have the thought, it's been way too long since we got to do this. And then afterwards, I always think... We need to do that more often. So,
0: (laughs) you know, here's my, here's the dilemma, Chad. Like, I know you're the, I know you want to be in camera more, but you travel a hundred million days to go work with teachers all around the U S and Canada. I don't know how to work this in with your schedule. Like when was the last time at, at 7. A.M. Eastern that you were actually home sitting at your desk?
1: (laughs) Um, not, not often enough, um, but the biggest problem is consistency, right? Like that's actually the biggest kids. It's like, you never know like what week to week, where I'm going to be Or, Um, but with all the work we're doing, that's kind of everyone's case in our training team, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. No complaints. No complaints. I will also say then when you're home, you're, you know, like 15 kids and counting take up a lot of your energy too.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, Yeah. it's uh, it's definitely gets busy, right? You got to catch up when you get home too, right?
0: Exactly. No, friends, I know you all know and love Chad Ruchowski, but Chad, let's pretend we have a new person in our Teach Better family. They just connected with the Teach Better team. Maybe they read a blog or listened to a podcast that's a part of our podcast network. Maybe they were sitting in a training and connected with the team or who knows, maybe they stumbled across this on YouTube. Do you mind giving a little intro on who you
1: are? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Cheddar I'm a CEO and co-founder of the Teach Better team. I actually invented the grid method mastery learning framework in my own classroom. So I often tell people in our trainings and our workshops, you can basically ask me anything because I am the metaphorical horse's mouth, so to speak, right? <laughs> like, like. Um, now it's come a really long way since its inception and, and the team has enhanced it in many, many ways. But um, I still like to think I can contribute a little bit to the conversation, anything involving grid method, mastery learning and the like.
0: <laughs> I love it, Chad, you and I connected, oh gosh, maybe 2017-ish. And I remember I would call you trying to implement the grid method in my classroom. No formal training, but I was obviously like very connected to you. So you, between you and the online course that exists at the time, I was diving in and I would call Chad guys with the dumbest questions like that. I was like, Chad, I need you to be a safe space so I can ask a question that like no one can know I actually asked you.
1: You know what, though? It's that vulnerability that makes teacher – that to me is the difference between success and failure to kind of get this off the ground, right? Because you're in one of two camps. And we work with teachers. You know this because you work with teachers as well. Like we work with teachers across the country in hundreds if not thousands of schools and districts, right? So when you're trying something new – You either have the choice to reach out when you need help and overcome an obstacle or succumb to that obstacle and revert to prior practice, right? So to me, the vulnerability to ask what you perceive to be a stupid but necessary question, even though it's not to be clear, is absolutely critical to your success in any instructional endeavor. And we see that on the team as trainers all the time. When you or I will do an intro or Katie's out doing an intro or Josh, whoever, and someone will go, hey, what about, how do I, what do I do if, now these are questions that we hear thousands of times every year, but to that individual from that perspective in that moment, it is a critical piece of information they need to go from, I can't do this to I see how it can happen.
0: And I love that we're going to be able to talk about grid in our listener question. I prepped one for you, Chad. And for those of you who might be in here either with your own grid questions, first of all, feel free to reach out anytime. We are always available for those They're actually like not to have favorites, but those are my favorite questions. Um, but also if any of you aren't sure about the grid method, um, not that this is like, you know, an ad for it, but there's a ton of stuff for you. Like there's a ton of free tools, a ton of free online courses, and we want to help you regardless of where you are in your implementation. So sure. head over to slash the grid method, and you will be inundated with all the options, including, you know, like admin support tools when you're trying to explain it to your administrator and you know, like parents resources. We got everything for you over there. So
1: That's no joke either, Ray, because I've literally had teachers that I've never met. Like, tell me, I saw something about the grid method or a video, or I saw you at a conference five years ago. And like, we've never talked before, like in person or like one-on-one. And they're like, this changed my life and my classroom and everything. And, and... Like this is so cool that like we're now working with that teacher's school district because they were doing so well or that school. So like there are these like secret grid ninjas, like they like they crop up all the all the time. And and the reason they're able to do that is from the beginning when we wanted to support our network, we wanted to give them everything they could possibly need to do this if they have that capacity on their own. So that resource you just shared is not just like a sales pace. It's not just like something like it's literally if you want to everything you need to start this work or get that tidbit of information is right there. And I think that's something that's really, really powerful that in my opinion has helped the team be more successful with all of our resources. Because we're not hiding everything. It's all right there. You can access what you need to to take those next steps, right? And I think that's just really, really cool
0: yeah it makes my job easier because then i don't have to be like oh wait is that resource paid for hold on let me see like everything friends we want to give you like that's the whole point it makes my job so easy when people need support so we're going to get to all that in a little bit the other thing that's interesting chad that i know a lot of our viewers like to ask about is your role specifically like on the team and also the fact that you co-founded a stinking company that yeah provides (laughs) professional development learning but like fosters a global network of educators. I mean, look at all these amazing people that are tuning into the Today Show. I mean, you, without you, we don't have any of this. And I think that we don't get to celebrate that enough that you and Jeff came together. You had this great idea to to create an ebook for the grid method. And it's turned into what I like to you know describe it as like a safe space for educators to thrive. And I think that's so... Powerful. It's special, Chad. It's special.
1: Yeah, I I don't really reflect on that enough to your point, Um, but I also think like building the team out in the right way with the right people allowed a lot of that to happen at the scale and scope it does today, because this started as uh, an idea to share one concept, one thing with more people right? And then it organically grew into the idea that that one thing included all these other things. And while we're talking about these other things, these other things also came into play. So we had to bring in other people on the team that were better at making connections, creating that trust in the community, building those networks, because those were never my strong suits as an educator. I was always strong in an instruction. So I've always, uh, I've always prided myself on knowing what my weaknesses are and building, bringing in smarter people than myself to build on those things.
0: (laughs) No, I, I think that that's enormous. I just want to pause on that. Guys, if you've not done that type of reflective practice in your leadership team or your teacher team, or even if you're working with a student teacher, it is so valuable to know what you are killer at and know what areas you lack in. Maybe they're just areas you don't have interest in. Whatever reason it's not your favorite, then filling that void with somebody who has those alternative strengths are, I mean, that is truly how this team was built. You, I mean, that was enormous in the success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I would still just probably be puttering around with Jeff doing a workshop here and there on the grid method if it wasn't for some of those early moves, bringing in amazing people like yourself, early on in the process to build the, the network in the community. And, and those were all components. I don't want to feel like, like those weren't part of anything, but bringing in the right people, building that trust in, in our work, in our message, in our team broadly, as opposed to like focus on like this one thing, I think was a huge game changer. And we've gotten to do amazing things using that from teach better conferences to digital events, to, the uh, national and international outreach and work and in development, so uh, it, it's been truly an awesome journey. and And I kind of want to thank you for for bringing some of those things up because I don't think we pause enough to appreciate where we started and where we've come from, uh, you know enough
0: well, and and Chad, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't do this little, you know plug because we really set ourselves up perfectly for this. So, friends, imagine that this was an amazing transition. In case you're interested, I know Chad's going to choke on his coffee. In case you're interested, friends, it is still the month of November, which we are focused on getting you to be better every single day, but also dedicate yourself to a better journey in the month of November. Two things that have been mentioned are actually open for you to be a part of. One is we're doing our first ever grid cohort, which is going to be an opportunity for you to be certified in the grid method is completely virtual. It is a full scholarship. It's 100% free if you are selected. And I will tell you, it's going to be a very small group starting out, but this hopefully will be something that we can open up multiple times throughout the year. It's an intensive, immersive program to get you certified in the grid method. You can go apply to that over at teachbear.com slash November. The other thing, Chad, speaking of community, is that our ambassador applications are open and our ambassador applications only open once a year. This is a big deal, big celebration. This is how you get connected to great people and get even more support just as being an educator. It's not necessarily even one instructional practice. This is just getting you connected to a community that's going to make sure you are in a good space this coming year. Uh, we want to suggest you go apply for that as well. That is also at the same link, teachbetter.com November. There's also like nine other ways on the website that you can get involved. But those two specifically are like incredibly time sensitive. So I felt like you needed to go check those out. And those close at the end of the month. So what is it? Today's the 20th. So you got, you got time, but not a lot of time, but you got time
1: yeah those are two really amazing opportunities as well like the grid method certification is kind of a big deal like we have been internally talking about that idea for years on the team like 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 what we were just talking about way back when we have talked about these ideas but like until right now the only certification was our internal team like our internal trainers so like the idea that like we, have, we know that our network of teachers that are implementing these amazing things in their classroom has grown so much. The fact that we're finally providing like that rubber stamp of approval and like this certification process, I am absolutely thrilled and excited about that because I get like I'm excited because I I get to see those teachers that I know are doing those amazing things that I think a lot of times they feel like they're on an island and they're just doing those things in their school or they're like you know uh, the small pocket of teachers innovating in their school or getting to work with us but like the rest of the teachers aren't getting on board for another year or two or whatever the the case may be so like the fact that we're going to offer that uh, is absolutely critical and then the tribe the amazing group that is the ambassadors like I can't think of another educational group that is tighter than our ambassadors. So if you are an individual that is feels like they're on an island, that feels like they're alone, that feels like you're the only one beating the drum for instructional innovation or the teach better mindset because you just get shot down at meetings or you get the death stare, like that is your tribe because you will literally be wrapped up in giant bear hugs of awesomeness from this group of just pure unadulterated support and from like a professional standpoint, but also like a personal standpoint, right? Like our ambassadors love to get together in the real world too when they have the opportunity. So like you're literally creating like this tight knit network and group that believes the same innovative things you do. So if you are feeling like that, um, the, the ambassadors is such a fantastic kind of safe space that you can be a part of where you never have to be in this profession alone again, which is like crazy awesome.
0: Yeah, and and not to give too much detail that we're not supposed to spill Chad, but just to encourage you, if you're trying to decide between the programs, apply for both because there's a lot of, there's so many ways to get involved on the team. These specifically we're talking about because they literally will close at the end of November and we don't know when they're gonna open again, although we hope it's within the next 12 months but the ambassador one will will bring in a much larger group of educators so you have a higher probability of being accepted the grid certification we're starting out in a pilot so that is going to be a smaller number of people you might have to apply for that a few times so apply for more than one thing and heaven forbid you get accepted to both we'll figure out what the best fit is for you this isn't something where you know you're going to be tied in <laughs> like i'm like I'm like, guys, if you're if you're stressed about this, like, call Chad or I will figure this out with you. But the point is, is you can apply for both. Like, don't. It get- would be
1: a great problem to have. I, it would. It's not something yes. you need to lose sleep over. <laughs> exactly.
0: And we'll figure it out. Yeah, we would fix it for you. So, Chad, we are almost already out of time because we literally could blab together forever.
1: Yeah.
0: I, the, I do want to transition into a listener question because this sure. one was submitted and I knew you could rock this one before we wrap up the day. Does that sound good? Sounds great. teach better today morning show we are so excited to be a part of your morning routine so appreciative that you are here in the comments sharing that you are enjoying the content that's here and don't forget if you're on the teach Better talk podcast listening we would really appreciate appreciate that five star review that allows us to reach more people. If you are listening on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch or LinkedIn, sharing out this link is so helpful. That's how we get connected to other educators. We like to share our community. We like for it to grow and develop that brings in more voices and more support. So, any way that you can be a part of that, even if you're just walking down the hall later this morning and telling somebody you, you know, tuned into this and recommended it for somebody else that is really really a way to support us chad we have a listener question that in my opinion is going to open a can of worms but i'm excited i know (laughs) i'm excited for you you know we're
1: almost out of time right you you know what you're doing right i just want to be clear
0: yes i'm excited for you to try and shore up like your best piece of advice like your best step and then hopefully these people that have this question might like maybe they'll reach out to you separately. Maybe they'll email you, you know, they can always connect with me. I can, you know, there's, yeah. there's options here.
1: Are you ready? I'm, I'm re- now I'm a little nervous now, but go, go ahead.
0: You should be. This is one of those where it's like, really, this is like, we could go, we could do a whole workshop on this. Okay. Here we go. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. How do you handle students that are stuck in quotes that are stuck in the grid?
1: Stuck in the grid. So yes. there, there, there are multiple facets to this, right? Then there's multiple reasons a student can be stuck in the grid. Some of them are behavioral or emotional or socio-emotional. So like, is it a motivation problem or is it an engagement problem? But then there's also just like academic, I work slower, which is literally what the grid was made for, right? So, the most common thing um, I tend to do, like, let me, I'll deal with the behavior things in just a second, but I want to hit on the second thing first, which makes it weird that I said it that way, but that's where we're going. Go, go crazy, so, you, dude. if a student is stuck on the grid, the first question I always ask any educator is what would you normally do when a kid is confused or stuck or not able to progress in a task, even if it's all at the same pace, right? What interventions would you normally provide? Because here's kind of a secret. and I don't think it's a secret, but it apparently became one. When you're doing the grid method, a ton of interventions organically happening in your classroom, but it doesn't mean that all interventions that are necessary are still happening in your classroom. Like You are still responsible as the educator to do things like identify when a student's falling behind, pulling that small group check in one-on-one, provide additional accommodations, maybe read aloud, like any number of the quote-unquote normal accommodations you would provide are still perfectly acceptable and probably recommended in this scenario. So the first question I always ask is, have you checked in with that student one on one? Have you done a small group lesson? Have you done a whole group lesson as a backstop, right? Like if you see a few kids getting stuck on level one box four, right? But most of the classes on level two box three, right? You might go, hey, you know what? For the first 10 minutes, we're gonna do a review but I'm gonna include the content from that third level one box as a review for those who already had it. But I'm going to use it as a backstop so I can tell my whole class, hey, if you're stuck on that box, pay attention because we're going to go through a couple examples right now that are going to help you out. Um, So there's a lot of like strategic things you can do, but what it all boils down to, in my opinion, is actually just reasonable and expected normal accommodations that you should still be doing in your classroom. And if if it's been a week and a kid's stuck on the first box, the, the, the next question I always ask is what did you do on day two instead of day five? What did you do on day three instead of day five? What did you do on day four instead of day five? Right now, If you've done all of these things, you've done your interventions, you've checked in, you've done one-on-one, you've pulled small group, you've done a whole group, professor, remind, you've done fill in the blank, all those things, and the kid's still not working, it may be either an engagement problem or a motivation problem, right? And both of those things can go together. So if it's an engagement problem, you may need to alter the assignment that they have to do. Now, that's one of the beautiful things about mastery. You need to focus on the outcome of the learning so that they continue learning, not how they get to that outcome. So if box number three that they're stuck on is 10 problems, can they do three problems and show you the exact same thing? I'm going to tell you right now, the most powerful thing you can ever say to a kid is, I don't care if you do all this. Can you just show me how to do two of them and then explain it to me? I might be able to get to the same DOK level, to the same measurement and assessment of understanding or readiness to continue learning than if they did 50 problems. But now it's not this overwhelming task. So the next thing I would do is. Focus on the outcome you're looking for and if they can get to that in a less stressful capacity so that they can access their own path to success versus the one that we assumed was needed from the task that we originally assigned.
0: Oh, sorry, I was muted. My joke would be whiteboard versus pencil and paper. It's amazing. Like Right? You're like. I don't understand why that worked, but go for it. Like,
1: whatever. Yeah. Like, in, in as teachers in the traditional educational space that's over 100 years old, uh, you know, at this point, like, we focus so much on, like, are you working the same amount as the person next to you? But if you can get rid of that and try to unload all of that and go, did you get to the same outcome as the person next to you to continue your learning? Like... It all changes because now the tasks that they're completing is irrelevant as long as the outcome's the same, which this is like a pillar of mastery to begin with, but like it's a really foundational thing that teachers have a hard time letting go of early on in the process. Now, the final thing you need to look into, and I know we're short on time, I apologize. The final thing we need to look into though is, is it just straight up motivation? Like, are they just demotivated? And this is where those relationships are going to pay you back tenfold, right? But this is also where accountability is going to come back tenfold, right? Um. So I used to do something called even like a note drop in my class where I would just go like, hey, if you're refusing to work, I've tried to help you multiple times. Can you just sign off that like we're kind of consigning that you're not going to do this? Then you can either – wrap the whole child education around the student and go, do we need to talk to a counselor? Do we need to talk to your parents? Do we need to consider other stakeholder conversations? Or is something else bothering you that has nothing to do with this class, right? Has nothing to do with this situation. So to me, like those are the three like lines and paths of questioning, right?
0: Yeah, so Chad, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm reflecting on the support we've given on the show and even just the support that I've been answering these questions on the side on Instagram. Really quick, the note drop, just to further emphasize that. And then I want to encourage you all to connect with Chad because this is a tool he used really well. And I know educators have found so much success with, essentially, in like dumbest form. It's a half sheet of paper that yeah. has like things this- printed on it. Essentially, it says like, I, insert name here, am refusing to work uh, in class today. I have been given all the support possible from my teacher, and I understand that this is going to affect my learning and success in this classroom. And um, essentially, they just need to fill it out and sign it. And it's it's essentially a small contract for them to acknowledge the fact that they are getting support and they are choosing to not embrace it. Mm -hmm. What I like about this documentation, Chad, and I know you've really Emphasize the the multiple supports this provides is it gives the student the ability to be reflective and check on themselves. It documents yeah. as a teacher that you've done the right thing, and it gives you the next step to say maybe you bring this to the counselor or you bring this to the parent or or you bring this back to the child the day later and say hey this was this was how you were feeling yesterday. Can we move beyond this? You know, like everybody has bad days. There's so many different ways to use this. It, it yeah. also could be dropped and not signed as like a warning, right? So it's like if they 100%, yeah. get back to work, you take it away and you're like, oh, glad we didn't need this today. You know, it's, yeah. it's so it, many different- In my
1: own classroom, I had like little quarter sheets. They were bright pink and they all had that, that message on it, right? And so if a kid wasn't working, I checked in with them multiple times. I tried to help them. They're still not doing it. I would just drop it and then move on. And it, I used it as a conversation facilitator because- But that's the purpose of it is to open up that reflection to your point and open up that conversation of, listen, like I can't beg you to work and teachers will do this though. They will barter and beg a kid to work for 20 minutes while the rest of the class who needs you isn't getting your effort, attention and energy because we're only one person and you'll get like their name on the paper for all that work. And so this is some way to go, listen, I've tried to help you, but if you're not going to help, I need you to own that choice. So I just need to either get to work or sign this paper and then you drop it and move on, go help other kids. Like you don't need to quote unquote, poke the bear, increase the stress of the situation. Like you don't need to do all those things. You can just drop the note move on and check back in in five minutes because the the truth is you spending five minutes to get nowhere with that kid because now they're annoyed or they're defiant just because you're an adult in the room like there's no reason to do that you can go help the rest of your class you can go sort out other things do housekeeping everything then check back in and go so what did we decide to do and if they refuse to sign like there's something you said that was spot on, what you do with this data, content, information is totally up to you. If they refuse to sign, say they refuse to sign and make it a pass to the counselor or the, or somewhere else, or make it a phone call home slip, right? Like what you do with this is, is up to you, but it's facilitating the conversation and you're removing your own emotion out of it and making a hundred percent of the choice in accountability, go back to the learner. Um, And and that's why that ends up being really powerful. And to be clear, like that's one of those tools that we share that's part of the grid method that any teacher can really use in any context, right? And teachers often will tell me, "Um, I don't know if I'm ready for the whole grid method. I go, that's fine. You're at different places. There's no part of this framework that will hurt your classroom. Because it's based on best practices. So maybe you just do progress monitoring. Maybe you just do the note drop. Maybe you just do, you know, mastery based feedback in a traditional setting, right? Like there's no single part of the framework that will hurt your classroom. And a lot of times teachers feel threatened or scared because it's like such a big undertaking to get this off the ground. When I often tell them, is there any part of this that you think you could do tomorrow? Try that. See if it works. Because it's not going to yeah. hurt your classroom.
0: That has literally been my mantra all year. That I'm, I I stole from you, and that's my go-to. I'm like, what's the easiest win? Stop trying to push yourself out of your comfort zone right off the bat. If you're not in the right headspace, what's the easiest win? Go for the easiest win and celebrate it. In and in in and once you take that step another step will come like it all it's a slow progression
1: it's literally Dad, the teach better mindset right like that's yeah. literally it one percent better every day we can do that
0: so yeah. good i knew this was going to open a can of worms i'm so glad we just like you know i feel like we just skimmed the surface but great 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 ideas chad this is why i love our conversations uh i know we're going to wrap up this show here but please friends remember to reach out to chad or i anyone on the team we are here to support you. Chad also is somebody that is constantly on the road working with so many different educators. So he has so many different experiences that he's able to share with our team and our community for different teachers he's been able to support. So please continue to keep our team in mind as you are problem solving throughout your week. Chad, thanks so much for this conversation. I always love seeing you. you. (laughs) So fun. And for all of you that are wondering if Chad and I ever see each other, we actually do talk like every single day. It's just not always about the grid (laughs) method.
1: That's true. Very true. It's
0: so true. All right, friends, we hope you have an amazing day ahead and we'll see you next time on Teach Better Today. Bye, guys. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow.